Yo, you are not going to want to miss this one today. Today we have my man, Louis Vandervalken, um, and what he has done over his career has been amazing. You know, he's a business owner, a consultant now, and he's doing great things. So I wanted to take some time to learn from somebody who's fucking killing it so we ourselves can learn what he's doing. And then from there, you know, better our craft by learning from an individual who's been there, done that. So in this case, this is Louis Vandervalk. This is his story today. And I just appreciate him for coming on so we can be able to learn from him. Yup, this is your boy Alundis here, the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. This is going to be that podcast for you if you're looking to recalibrate your mindset so you can be able to achieve your definition of success in life, to be able to reach your goals, and to be overall that best person you can be. This is going to be that raw, unfiltered podcast where we talk about the shit you don't want to talk about. We talk about the stigmas as men. We talk about stigmas in life, things people face every single day that prevents them from becoming who they need to be. This is going to be the podcast that if you're looking, you know, to grow and hear an inspirational message, you know, and watch something as it's being created um, and see firsthand what's going to actually happen, you know, and what it takes to get to that next level. This is the podcast for you. This is the winner's paradigm. My name is Alundis Havens. Thank you for joining me on my journey. Let's get this shit. My man, Lewis, thank you for coming on the show today. It means a lot to me to be able to have your expertise on here. So with further ado, brother, would you be able to give us a brief introduction of who you are, brother? Man, it's an honor to be here. Excited to excited to be jumping on to, to chop it up. And yeah, my, my name's Lewis. You, you mentioned it there. Owner of Blue Crocus Solutions. That is our, our marketing agency. And then, uh, you know, we were chatting a little bit off air. But uh, I'm a co-owner of a junk removal business as well, so it's uh, got got a few things on the go, and, and it's a, it's an exciting time. There you go, brother. And what kind of started that for you guys? Um, one, you know, starting the junk removal business, and then two, Blue Crocus. You know, what was kind of the thought behind it? How did that come about? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it goes back to I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory to kind of set the stage here for for anybody who doesn't. Uh, doesn't know me and isn't, isn't following the, the journey. Basically out of high school, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, you know, I, I had grown up, my parents thought that, you know, I was going to, and, and I thought, you know, there, there wasn't really an option. I was just going to kind of, you know, blend into the family business and, and carry on. Um, we had a, you know, I worked on a farm and we had a greenhouse as well. Um, a, a pretty big greenhouse that, that served all over North America. Um, so the, the idea was always, you know, I just, I would just fill a role in there. Um, graduated high school didn't love didn't love the options you know i knew how to do pretty well you know everything from pesticide application you know getting up at, at five in the morning four in the morning three in the morning um or working you know really late depending on you know how the wind was right when you're doing outdoor pesticide application you can't uh, can't really determine that so i did that you know up to construction so i kind of i kind of ran the gamut right mm-hmm. um so i graduated high school and, and focused more on the construction side um, did that for four years uh, and just realized, you know, I, I, I wanted more. Um, none of my family had gone to university at that point. Um, and so that wasn't really, you know, something that was considered, right? You know, it was kind of, you learn the skills you needed to do to, to help the business go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, my, my cousin went to university um, and he said, man, you know, you should, this is awesome. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting. There's, there's lots to learn. You should do mechanical engineering because you grew up on a farm. You know, you're, you're used to working with, uh, equipment and, and all of that. So I, I applied a bunch of school, got a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, and then, 
got a job through through school doing it uh that so my first summer out of out of university um i, I got a job with a, a friend of my wife's um, my girlfriend at the time um worked with them full-time in the summer part-time through the school year that paid for our wedding that you know that got us started uh with everything with our my wife and i um and then graduated with a degree in 2019 um and three months later our son was born that's awesome brother yeah it was it was exciting but then i found myself going to work before he was awake um and coming back and only having you know an hour to spend with him before before he was down there was really no flexibility during the day um to be able to go to a doctor's appointments or you know if you extend that out you know in a few years you know go to games and, and all of that so i said you know there's it's got to be something here. Um, I, I looked at, you know, I, I met some people through university that were doing drop shipping and doing well at it. It didn't resonate with me. Um, I, I couldn't see myself going down that route. Um, and, and I kind of came across as I started looking, you know, at different options of how I could control my time a little bit more. Um, I came across, you know, this opportunity to be able to help contractors. It was a space I was familiar with, um, you know, having been on the delivery side of it. Um, and I said, you know, Hey, this, this could be something, um, I jumped in, dove in, bought some, uh, bought some coaching and mentorship in August of 2019, did that part-time, um, you know, around the edges, if you will, of fatherhood and, and my full-time engineering position. And then, uh, July of 2020 went full-time in that. So that is blue crocus solutions is the marketing agency. So it was focused around contractors. And then I brought on a friend of mine from university um, in the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. So a few months after going full-time brought him on. Um, and so he started working full-time in, uh, January of 2021 of this year. And then May of, uh, this year, we said, Hey, there's an opportunity here. We work with contractors, we work in lead generation. So we're always looking at, you know, different opportunities to break into and, and junk removal was one of those locally. Um, and so we said, Hey, let's, uh, let's start a business. Let's, uh, let, you know, let's start a physical business and put our money where our mouth is and actually kind of use it as a case study, kind of use it as, you know, an additional income stream, um, and a way to cut our teeth in, you know, kind of having a, a test subject really to test out some different strategies that we tried to get con- contractors and clients to do, but you know, they're busy. They, d- they didn't have the buy-in. So it's, it's been a ride. It's been a lot of fun. We've learned a lot. It grew really quickly. Um, and we've, we've implemented some of those strategies that we've tested for, for clients. So that's the nutshell story, my friend of, you know, kind of from, you know, from high school on. That, that, that was awesome, brother. And, and I made sure um, there's a couple of things you said that really resonated with me. Number one, you know, you said when you're working those long hours, you didn't have much time with the sun. That's a big thing. Um, for me, I did that, you know, I got out the military and um, I ended up getting into home improvement sales and that was uh, a journey, you know, it was covering three and a half counties, driving all over Southern California. Um, and it was definitely something that I wasn't ready for because I never had any sales. I had sales experience, you know, selling programs while I was in the Marine Corps, but a little bit different because it's a lot friendlier, you know, they're wanting it versus, you know, you selling them a product someone else is selling that may not be as good. And then at the same time, you know, it's all about price. So typically that company was two to $3,000 more and it was, you know, selling the value behind it. But for me, you know, the big kicker there was, um, again, it was three and a half counties. So 
I could either get home one day and I'm home early or I'm home at midnight, you know, and then next morning, eight o'clock on the road again, or seven o'clock, I would have to leave to go back to get to an appointment on time. So it was a ride, but it was, you know, the same thing of, Hey, what am I going to do? And initially the wife was on board, you know, and, and as, as you, you guys probably were, you know, and you guys are like, yeah, we got this. But then when you keep going, going, you're like, yeah, I don't think this is really it. And that's where I hit, you know, that plateau eventually. And I was just like, I can't be doing this because at the same time, I'm also um, finishing up my business management degree right now. And that was where, you know, it was messing up with school was if I had like a night class Wednesday night, um, I couldn't take the night off because then that would dictate half my day, the way they booked our scheduling. So it was kind of one of those things. So I, I thought that resonated with me, brother, because I've been there and know how stressful that gets or knowing how stressful, you know, your obligations are after you have all this and yeah. you're like, I really don't want to do it. And I'd say for me, that was the fear was like legitimately being tired. I don't know how sometimes I would find, you know, time throughout the day and I would nap and be like, I'm going to go to the gym. And then I get home, like, I'm not doing this, you know, so I get you there, brother. Um, And I really like how you said you, you, you bought mentorship and coaching. And, and that was one of the things that helped propel you. What kind of made you do that? Cause that's something I was thinking about. But, you know, when we say externally, that's where the people are like, normally, hey, what do you think you're doing? So what kind of made you do that? Because uh, I'm a supporter of it. So I just wanted to see, you know, exactly what you would say the benefit of it was, brother. Like what made me go toward the the root of mentorship and coaching as opposed to just kind of winging it? Correct. correct. So the mentorship and coaching. Um, and then I believe you said you also paid for the coaching as well. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say my first sale in business was convincing uh, Alyssa to take our money we had saved for a bathroom reno. Um, yes. I, I dropped 10 grand like before I made any money on, on uh, training and coaching. Um, I awesome. believe it was like seven grand uh, US, which turns into 10 grand because in, in Canadian dollars. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I, I, I did, I, I went all in. I had no background in it. Like I, I've always loved business. I, I, um, have flipped stuff for as long as I can remember. The classic story was when I was like, I think 13 or so. I bought like, I think I, I mess up on the numbers. I'd have to go back on, on the actual email of, of my order, but it was like 300 or 500 of these RFID um, visa card sleeves, right? You know, that you put on, put your visa card in and then people can't come up and steal your info That's, without touching your wallet. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I bought these and I believe they were like 10 cents a piece. And I sold them for $3 a piece. Um, so oh, I man. sold them. I, I like sent out emails to all my friends and family, uh, everybody at our church. Um, and I got rid of most of them. I think I had like 10 or so kicking around somewhere just as like a little uh, memorabilia. But that was that was a high, right? You know, I, I was providing so a service. Easy. I bought them like the more you bought, the cheaper they were kind of thing. So I was like, well, I'm going all in. I'm going to buy three or 500, whatever the number was. Um, so I've always had that. I've liked, I, I've enjoyed um, flipping things on, on Facebook marketplace. Um, I, I had a, a little time where I built like some, some basic jewelry and, and did that through school, um, did some blacksmithing and stuff. So I've always enjoyed the business, um, did a little bit of marketing on Instagram um, through school for that, that uh, blacksmithing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I knew a little bit about it, but I had no clue how to actually deliver on the lead generation, the web dev, the SEO, all of that. Um, yes. but I knew that was the answer to where I wanted to go. So I, yeah, I dove in with both feet, purchased coaching. Um, you know, like I said, made my first sale convincing my wife to go that route. 
and, I know exactly and, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and, and selling her on the idea, and then and then it was diving with both feet. That that's amazing, brother. And what's funny is I can relate to that because I feel like a lot of the time with what we're trying to do, that's our main thing. And as men, you know, we're like we're gonna talk to the wife, but we got to make sure we know. And then again, we know what to say. So that was kind of you know where I've been at, and I've kind of like brought that upon with my wife, and it's like. Yeah, you know, eventually I'm going to be paying people for their time. The podcast is an outlet because I'll be able to get them on for an interview. But eventually, you know, I will um, invest into more training programs later on down the road because it takes money to make money. You know, in order for you to learn, you have to be able to have these networking opportunities. You have to be able to have those resources. And she kind of embraced it was like, you know what, you're doing all this. Like, just don't get overwhelmed because I have a I have a problem where I like to put too much on my plate. And then realize, yeah, this isn't working out, you know, with, we're trying to do too much. So I I really love the way you said that brother and, and going all in, I feel like that's a huge part, you know, kind of like with the podcast. Um, I actually have a little one on the way as well, where she'll be here the first. And um, it, it, that was one of those where it was like, the baby's going to be here and finishing up school. And it's like, when do I get that time to be able to work it out? You know? And then I had terrible time management skills. So it was, you know, revising that, seeing what I can do. And then when I really got down to it, it was like, are you going all in or are you not? You know, are you fully invested in this? And this is something that I'm going to be doing, or is it going to be something that I'm going to be halfway? And that was where, you know, I had that reality check and I was like, it's time that I do it now. Like you said, you didn't have any prior experience. I didn't either, you know, and I was thinking I'm going to use, you know, all my lessons, experiences, and then bring people on like you, you know, who went, took that dive and they're able to share it with us on like how it kind of was when they started in your case, you know, you were able to go get that coaching mentorship and it was able to give you that value, even though you did exchange money at the time that you were like, this is an investment, but it is a lot, you know? So in your case, yeah. brother, that's, that's amazing. You're able to do that. Yeah. It's scary. Um, it, it's um, every time I've invested, there's been one fair size investment where it just didn't pan out at all. But, but most of the time, my investments for coaching have have paid off tenfold uh, or more. Um, oftentimes, it comes down to you know you don't know what you don't know, and so having someone having someone to help you through you know whether it's teaching you technical stuff or business management stuff, um, etc. I mean, I've I've spent a lot on coaching and mentorship um, and investing in in different you know specific technical courses to to really be able to take things to the next level. Um, about two months ago, I guess now we invested, you know, uh, something that at the time we couldn't afford in an agency to come on and actually mentor us. We have a monthly retainer with them and then they're splitting profits with us. Like that's how invested they are. We're we're meeting with them like five or six hours a week. But that at the time we had the call. Um, I knew it was the right thing to do, but the price, like, it's like, man, like this is, this is scary. This is not something we had in the budget. Um, But even in the two month period, it's, it's, changed the face of our agency and allowed us to serve our clients better. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then allowed us to do more with less resources. So it's been, it's been cool. And to anybody who's considering mentoring, you know, at the very least buy books, listen to podcasts. Yes. Um, like you've got some, you've had some amazing guests on and you're, you know, I know you have some other amazing ones lined up, but listen to podcasts. There's a lot of information out there. Yes. I think coaching and mentorship, is probably the fastest route to get you to where you need to go. At least get your mind starting to be in that that mindset. Because 
frankly, I, I wasn't reading a lot of business books before I jumped into business. When, once I got into this culture and, and was surrounded by a group of people who were very, very focused on personal growth, business you growth, go. you know, uh-huh. all of that. Then I started consuming books and podcasts. I think uh, I was just tallying it up earlier today. Um, last year, I believe I read like 10 books, maybe including audiobooks. Uh, and then yeah. this year, I think I'm pushing 40. Uh, wow. <laughs> or I think it's like 50 or 60, including audiobooks, but it's like my, my consumption has gone up and so has a lot of other areas of my life. Like it's, so it's been, it's been cool. And, and I say that just to say, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of uh, opportunity to increase your knowledge and to, to get your mind lined up, even if you can't afford coaching right now, you know, if you're going all in on that thing, figure it out, you know, put it on credit, whatever you need to do, if it is the right course to go, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of resources too. No, that you're, you're hundred percent right there. And what's funny is that's actually how I got my niche in um, to better myself was I was going to start um, one of those, what is it? The um, multi-level marketing type deals. And then it just didn't pan out. You know, they're, they were feeding me on where it was like a little bit of info. And I'm just like, Hey, you tell me what we're selling. I'll make sure, you know, I could either believe it and then I can sell it. And it was just like, little by little stringing me on, but the greatest thing, you know, was them giving me a book. And then from there, you know, me saying, I don't want to read a book and being able to flip that. And then from there, be able to create that, you know, paradigm in my head where I was like, oh, you know, I can use it to my advantage. So one thing I like to tap on um, is where you said you went from 10 bucks last year to 40 this year. And I've been there, you know, that, that was me originally. And what was funny is when it clicks in your head and, and you go from, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to casually tell like, no, this is my everyday routine, regardless, five, 10 pages. If I read one page, that's fine, you know, but you got to keep pushing that tempo, searching that. So I, I'm one of those as well. I literally have six books on my desk right now because I'm always either looking at one, you know, I have a daily stoic book so I can keep my mind fresh. And then I go, you know, and I've really been switching up the content um, to make sure that one, I'm learning from all aspects. And then two, you know, be able to apply those business applications. So I really love that brother. And I think um, what you guys are really good at, you know, is, is definitely digital marketing. And I love your posts, your ads that you be putting out there, brother. So what would you say that's the, what is the key to, you know, digital market ta- marketing, advertising, um, doing your search engine optimization? Yeah. Yeah. So basically we focus on pretty well on everything Google right now. Um, we, we're probably going to be rolling out Facebook ads later next year, um, but really, really like still still dialing in our processes to get even better than we are, are now. So we do web dev, um, we do uh, SEO and Google ads. So pay-per-click, remarketing, et cetera, on Google. Um, and really the key is, you know, we work a lot with local uh, contractors, local service businesses. So to ultimately we're looking to build you a nice website you know, you're, you're going to pay for an awesome website, but we don't want it to just be a brochure that sits in your grandma's closet in the attic, right? Or, you know, in some exactly. box that's forgotten. It's got to be found. It's got to be, it's got to show up when someone's searching for roofing or plumbing in, in your particular area. So that's where the search engine optimization comes in, right? So ultimately I've kind of coined a term, uh, Wadaudi. So it's what you do and where you do it. It's kind of the acronym of that. Um, and that is, that is the key. It's not, SEO is not rocket surgery. Yes, there's some I's to cross and some T's to dot. But ultimately, if you can tell Google what you do and where you do it, that is the key. That's the key through your content, through your, um, you know, your optimization of the, all the backend stuff on your website. 
tell Google that, and then it can match you up with the people who are looking and then answer questions that people are commonly asking. You know, if, if you're a roofer, like how long does it take to do my roof? You know, how, how, uh, you know, what's the, the price range, you know, answer those questions on your site. And then Google will actually serve you up as an answer to those common questions that people are asking. They'll come onto your site. They'll get their question answered. They'll give you a call. They'll enter, you know, requesting a free, uh, free quote. And then boom, you've got a customer in your, in your CRM that you can, you know, nurture if needed, or, you know, maybe you go out the next day and do their roof, right? So there's, there's uh, that is an incredibly important part of the organic lead generation. And then Google ads as well. Um, we have, Actually, we have that agency that I was talking about earlier. They're mentoring us heavily in the Google ads. So every client that we have um, and are bringing on, they go through monthly with us and audit every account. The, uh, the guy that does, is, is kind of their head Google ads person, he's been doing it for 25 years, right? So he's, <laughs> there's like the first Google ad that came out. Um, my math might be off a little bit, but basically when Google ads rolled out, he was, he was testing it and trying it. So he's been around the block with them. He knows what works. And ultimately, you know, he's, he's helping us save our clients money. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're Google's losing out a bit on the, on the way things are set up. We set everything up manually. Uh, we set them up so that we're making you as much money as possible, saving you as much money on the ad spend, and then making you as much on the conversions as possible. A lot of agencies, um, believe it or not, they'll set an, a campaign up and then not come back in and, and modify it or, or test it or, um, you know, just split tests or, or, um, optimize it is the word I was looking for. They, they won't optimize it. They'll set it up. I just did an audit on a guy, uh, his junk removal campaign and, uh, someone set it up in May of 2020 and hadn't gone in and modified anything or optimized anything for, well, until, until November of this year. And so I basically said, Hey, you know, you can, uh, you can pay me to do nothing. You know what you're paying him. Just, just pay me to do nothing for another year. Uh, or you could pay us you know, more than you were paying him, but we'll actually, you know, optimize things, set it up properly. Um, go in, we go in weekly and manually adjust all the bidding strategies, the times of day that things are running, um, the negative keywords, all of that. We go in and manually optimize every single one of those factors every week to just ultimately give you a, a really honed in and optimized Google ad strategy. That's making you the most money possible while you're spending the least amount of money. That, sure. is, that is huge, brother. And uh, what I do like about that, I mean, I could speak on it a little bit. Uh, when I was doing, what is it, home improvement sales, that was where they paid for their leads. They would go through like Angie's List, Home Advisor. Um, and it was one of those things where we always complained about leads because it was like they would send us out to this and it would just be, you know, certain places where we just shouldn't have been there. You know, it yeah. was certain yeah. appointments we shouldn't have booked. They were going to get either whoever they did before. Or in that case, you know, um, th- it was a big name company that ended up transforming into another name. So they were using this old name. So you would either have a client who loved the brand or they hated it. Right. So it was either like going through. And then in, in my head, we were like, what, you know, was going on? And then we asked management, they're like, oh, marketing's doing a better job. But it just seemed like the ads that they were making were cookie cutter and yeah, it wasn't yeah. necessarily tailoring it. And it was still, you know, fighting that battle where it's like a set appointment where we're supposed to go, you know, quote um, HVAC system. And then we're like trying to fight to get in the door. And we're like, well, didn't we just book this appointment? So yeah. where's all of a sudden, you know, the, the actually informative part where it's like coming in and it was just certain times where it was like efficiency standpoint was like, 
I know for a fact, you know, it could have been a little bit easier or we could have um, filtered it out basically based on the people, you know, having no show appointments once, twice, like you don't want to keep continuously doing that. I had a couple guys. That wears on you. That wears on you a lot as a salesperson. What was that? And then I want to say we had to stay for like 30, 40 minutes. And I sat outside this home one time. I got there early and I sat out there for like an hour and a half. Um, And the lady, it was like 45 minutes. And then I actually called her early. I was like, hey, I'm actually running ahead of schedule. I can come in. Uh, So I go to the door, knock on it, nothing. And I'm like, all right, well, let me go back to my car. You know, call the manager. He's like, you need to wait. So I'm like, just sitting there waiting. And then I'm like, you know, I I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I'm going to go to Walmart. So I go down the street, come back, brother. And then um, she actually complained to customer service was like, this guy's not here. This rep's not here. So like, I go to the door and it was just immediately like, what are you going to do? Like, how much does it cost? I'm like, ma'am, I don't even know what your case is. I don't know what we're working with. I don't know what you're looking to do. Like, are you looking to get the, you know, most efficient system? You looking to get the basic? She's like, I'm just looking for the basic. And I was like, okay, you know, and then right off the bat, she's going at it. And I said, here's my card. Call me when you're ready to, to do business and actually, you know, um, be able to be informed on what we're doing here and, you know, what's going to happen. I was like, I'm not that person who's going to come in, give you a number just so you can think it's okay and have that number stuck in your head. Because I was like, in reality, someone can do it for cheaper. Someone can do it for better. It just depends on how much you're willing to pay. And I was like, too, again, it's quality over quantity. So if you want somebody who's going to have it cheap, well, quantity, you may have to do it again eventually versus, you know, paying the right amount. You're going to know exactly what you're looking for. And then I had like a binder with sales tools. So I would switch through and be like, this is how much it's looking like you're going to make a $10,000 investment for five right now. Like, does that sound right? Like there's a reason why it's $5,000 less, you know? So I I get you there, brother. Um, And I think it's amazing how you guys were able to do that. What would you say, you know, is one of the, the learning curves you guys have had, you know, with the junk removal business, just bringing that on? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, probably the biggest thing i mean it's something that we knew we would have to develop was was workflows i mean i've been i've had people on my podcast and and chatted about some of this stuff i've i've you know been watching the groups and but having to actually do it becomes a whole whole other ball game right so workflow of you know when the customer calls scheduling you know how do we manage the leads um all of that becomes incredibly important right so we've we've been working on really dialing in that process because you know, we don't want to have someone on call all the time. That's not super efficient for our processes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we actually have some days where we're more booking in more jobs, right? So we we have every call and every lead come into a, a CRM that we've developed. Um, and uh, and basically call comes in, we've got it in, you know, it's in various brackets, you know, call comes in, has it been reached out to, you know, was it answered? Have we booked a call? You know, are we in follow-up? Etc. If we miss a call, um, they'll get an automatic text, uh, and we're working on uh, integrating an automatic voicemail drop. So it'll just say, "Hey, we did get your call. We'll we'll give you a call back." Um, things like that to make the process a lot easier. Um, automatic review generation when you know uh, review requests when the when the job is done. So that's been the funnest part, probably, is building that up and then deploying that for some of our clients. Um, to say, hey, you know, this is something we can customize completely to your needs. There's lots of different offerings out there. This is something we can customize completely to you. Um, and, you know, we'll be there to, to help you monitor it. We'll do email campaigns for you. We can do that all through the, the setup that we've got. Um, but developing that and being able to see it and test it and break it and then, you know, improve it on our own 
on our own time has been really, really fun. So it's the testing and the, and the breaking and the, and the repairing and the improving has been the most, the the most cool part to see with that. That, That's awesome. And I, and I can definitely say as well, you know, customer service is huge. Um, I've dealt with it and I've learned from the hard way, you know, is when I am late at texting back, but if I was, you know, putting that time, Hey brother, thank you for the call today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Let me know if you have anything that's huge. So having those workflows saves you so much time because then you're not going to have to deal with that angry customer, you know, and then start working your way all the way around or having them shop you where it's like, like you said, you give them those um, tailored down solutions that's going to help them in their case, right? So it's not cookie cutter. It's not that it gives you the value. Um, It's able to help you market it. And um, what would you say, you know, for your, your ad campaigns has been something that you guys have been doing well and would recommend somebody be doing as well? Uh, the biggest thing would be don't do not use smart campaigns. Do not use smart campaigns. They are set up to make Google money. Um, if you've if you've tried to set up Google Ads or you have set up Google Ads and you've set up smart campaigns, don't <laughs> give me a call. I, I will hop on the phone and help you figure it out. Um, you know, or, or we can help you. But ultimately, just don't do that because you're you're going to be you're going to be spending money. Um, we'll 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 give. We'll, we'll jump in with anybody and do a free audit of your Google ads that no strings attached. Um, but don't do a smart campaign that is making Google money. That is not making you money. Um, you may be getting tons of impressions, but that doesn't matter. You know, impressions don't matter. What matters is how much you're paying per customer that calls in or form that's, that's uh, submitted. And ultimately, you know, how are those converting, right? You know, so the cost per lead is, is the number that we're looking at and that we kind of set those expectations with the client up front, you know, is a, is a $500 lead. Okay. Are you, would you prefer a $20 lead? Right. You know, different industries have different needs. Um, so yeah, don't, don't set smart camps campaigns up, set it up manually. Um, make sure that you're, you're bidding properly. You know, we, we could go down a long list, but ultimately, you know, as, as my mentor says, uh, if we go into to audit something and it's on smart campaigns and an agency has been doing it, he says that's a fireable offense. <laughs> and then, and then he goes, uh, he goes on with that, but there's, yeah, it, it really just makes Google a lot of money and, and it's rare that it gets good results. So yeah, it gets me fired up, my friend. My, my man, though, thank you for giving us that helpful tip here. Yeah. Um, and I would just kind of say, you know, from a business perspective, you know, how's your mindset kind of evolved throughout that process, you know, because initially you went from working those hours to saying it's shifting to now, you know, watching the process be beautiful, implementing these techniques. So how would you say, you know, you're doing now, to where originally, you know, you learned you needed to start reading and then now to full circle where it's like, hey, this is what I'm doing to win on an everyday basis. Um, what would you say there, brother? I mean, I'll first preface it by saying it's an ongoing, uh, you know, machine that I'm tinkering with, right? You know, the time management, Absolutely. the mindset, all of that. It makes it exciting. I was chatting with someone else the other day about, you know, I have, we have kids, right? We've got two, um, a two and a half year old, a one-year-old she's turning one on uh on thursday uh, um, and then we've got a third on the way right so we're gonna have we're gonna have three under three it's pretty crazy around here um but the the thing with that is the schedule changes all the time so i can't just have you know at the beginning of the year figure out a routine and then stick with it you know go out guns blazing and, and just execute every day almost every week my schedule is changing so like the naps change like I, i'm i'm down here I, I work in a home office um, and then, and then uh, upstairs, you know, that's, that's where the, the family lives and, and breathes and eats and sleeps. Right. So, um, 
throughout the day, I'll, I'll pop up and help Alyssa, you know, with one of the kids while she's putting the other down for a nap. And so there's a time in there where, you know, I, that, that time is constantly moving. So I have to, you know, we meet every week to a, adjust that, uh, that meeting, but it comes back to, you know, ultimately being flexible with that and, and tweaking it. But to go back to the beginning, you know, of my business venture in 2019, um, I really had no background in personal development. I'd already be, always been hungry for it, but just didn't have, I wasn't connected to the right people to see where, where I needed my efforts to go. Um, and I think, you know, uh, one of my mentors, Ryan Stuman, I'm in, I'm in his apex group. He hey, says, I, I believe it's him. I, I've heard the expression before, I think from other people, but he basically says business is a personal development course with a pay stub attached. Right. And so if you're not, if you're not leveling up your game, then you can't level up in business and family and in fitness, et cetera. So learning that it's, it's been a process. Um, when our daughter was born, you know, the business, it was very stressful. Um, last November, very stressful. It brought out a lot of things that I hadn't dealt with from uh, my childhood. Um, I had to, I actually hired a, a coach to help me work through that. And he worked with me from April to, uh, to September. So some really intensive, like weekly meetings, um, week, weekly calls. He was in uh, uh, California, I believe. Um, like we've, we've never met. I read his book, connected with him um, and we worked through things. His name is Sean Crane, but um, sounds working, working through that process is, is uh, incredibly important. Yeah. I think he's connected to some of the same people we are. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. He said, he sounds very familiar. What, what book was it? It's called prison of your own. I want to say I've heard of that book. I've heard of this. I've heard of him before. That is awesome, brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely connected to Zach. Um, and I, I know you're connected with, uh, with Zach Babcock um, and a few others in the group that we connected in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, working with Sean through some of that, I mean, it, it came November, uh, our daughter was born. I took a day off uh, of the business, you know, to, to be with my wife and, and help us settle into to a new baby. I don't think a day is, is quite enough. Um, but then I was about, I had to be making sales. I had to be putting out fires in the business in the, in the, um, in the execution of things. So, you know, it got to a point in February, March where, you know, the walls were crumbling. I was crumbling under the lack of sleep, the stress. Um, I'd made some sales to clients that we couldn't serve very well. So that was stressing me out um, because I take it very seriously, you know, the, the fulfillment. So we had to fire a couple of clients. We were, well, we were kind of, it was kind of a mutual firing. Um, we had to refund, you know, a, a fair bit there. So it was, it was all of these things that came together to, to basically, you know, we, Alyssa and I were having a chat one day, one, uh, one night, cause that was, you know, after the kids were in bed um, mm -hmm. and she said, I think you need to get some help. Um, and awesome. so, you know, when the teacher is ready or when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I, I, I didn't know where to look. I, I, I literally saw, someone post Sean's book, reached out to him. It was, a, it was a buddy of mine, um, said, how is it? He said, it's incredible. He's coaching me about the book. I read it, hopped on with Sean and you know, that the, the rest is history, but this year has been very much a, okay, let's get down to the real, the raw and the ugly of who Lewis is and start building the foundation back up. Cause I struggled with procrastination all through school. Um, and then, you know, in business, that's, that's not a great quality to have either. Cause you, you put off <laughs> client work until the, until the very last minute. So getting uh -huh. to the bottom of what that was, what I was hiding from, what I was running from, um, you know, some of my, uh, you know, addictions to social media, um, you know, that was one of my numbing 
things is I would, you know, when I'd have a hard client call and I'd literally get off and, you know, go down the YouTube rabbit hole or scroll Facebook. Right. I've, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. it came down to, there was a lot of unanswered, um, un, unresolved issues that I had to work through. There was a lot of writing. I wrote letters to multiple people, never sent them, but just long letters processing things that had happened, um, you know, think different interactions. Um, so yeah, all, all of that to say, you know, surrounding myself with, with people that could help me level up, help me get to the bottom of, you know, see things that I couldn't see. The books was one aspect of that, you know, certainly learning that and then getting to the bottom of, of a lot of that stuff. And then, and then coming up with a routine that fits what we've got going on. So, you know, I know that you go. F- fitness, reading and scheduling are the, the three things that I need to do to stay on track. So it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a constantly morphing thing, but that is, those are our key elements to, to what keeps me, you know, on the track heading forward. That is awesome. And that's, a, that's something as well that I, I've been doing um, and gotten better at is broken down in a simplistic way, you know, and figured out, Hey, let's figure out time. So right now finishing up school, I know how much time goes into that. Um, and then from there, you know, from the podcast, what could we be doing? Um, and then still working full time, you know, how am I going to be able to maneuver this to where I'm able to make money down the road to where I say, you know what, um, this shop has been amazing to me, but now it's time for me to live my dream, you know? So I really yeah. appreciate you saying that. Um, I've been through that where I'm real detail oriented. And one of my flaws I should say is I have like an OCD with just random things. So it could be like what I'm working on and I flip out or someone touches it where I had to learn like, Hey, sometimes you let other people do it and you see how they do it. If not, just coach them on how it needs to get done. And that's where something I used to take too much on my plate because I'm like, you're not going to do it right. I'll do it on my own. And then it ended up taking me longer because I have more tasks to complete. So it was, you know, definitely delegation, um, definitely being flexible and adapting to new things. Like I'm good at adapting to it, but again, um, the OCD, you know, is like, I need it to be in this plan. And if it doesn't come here, you know, if this hour is not allotted here, then it's like, well, then I just lost the hour. And it was like, why am I caring about an hour I lost versus, you know, executing and figuring out, all right, well, what are we going to do now to make that up? You yeah. know, so it was, you know, yeah. learning that. And I like, again, you know, how you said you surround yourself with those people that are going to doing things or what you're seeking, right? Because again, um, you, you manifest, you attract those people of what you're seeking and what you are. So if you're not there yet, you know, and, and what's funny is the next question I was literally going to ask you, you know, is how did you channel your outlet? And you said it right there, you know, was scheduling the time working out and finding that, you know, and I'm one of those people as well. I always have to be doing something, um, because I feel like if not, you know, I can't think. So that's where, you know, for me, going to the gym, lifting weights is that time where I'm able to have that time to think about it. And I'm like, Hey, where did I mess up? What could I do better? You know, how could we improve? So I really appreciate you taking the time brother to be able to talk today. Um, I love talking to you about business because you just know so much It's real fascinating to me, but I'll leave you with one last thing that asks all guests on this show. Um, and it is, what is your going to, what would you tell somebody who's currently going through phases where they're recalibrating their mindset, but they don't know exactly where to start or in their case, you know, they're working on getting those tools to be able to accomplish their goals. What would you tell them? That's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I I'm more than happy to chat with anybody that, that needs a, a direction. I'm connected to a lot of people, but I think at the core, um, if you're, you know, there, there's multiple ways that, like I said, that this could go, whether it's, you know, books or, or whatever, but at the core, you've got to be, be able to accept yourself for who you are. 
You've got to be able to look at your, you know, for me, I, I would beat myself up if I, I went through a day and realized I hadn't got as much done as I wanted to. Right. You've got to be comfortable with you. Um, you've got to learn to love yourself, learn to embrace where you are in the journey and then learn to, to figure out with, with a, as little emotion as possible. Okay. This is, this is what happened. This is why this happened. Um, and this is, this is where I need to go as opposed to just beating yourself up and, and falling into whatever addiction cycle it is that you struggle with. Right. Um, so yeah, l- learn to, to accept yourself for who you are and where you are, get help if you need, it's hard to sort through that. I, I needed to get help. I needed to get help to sort through that, but it it's, uh, entrepreneurism and and business it brings out the best and the worst in us so you've got to embrace both sides and and then learn to go with it (laughs) that's 100 percent true and what's funny um, i'm glad you brought that up because in my life you know when when i was working at a mortgage brokerage and um i ended up failing my my exam three times in order to become a loan officer that was the breaking point for me was i've never failed in my life you know normally naturally smart past classes like college first half of college didn't really try you know I'm like this is easy it's a cakewalk I don't need to try you know I don't need a uh, I don't need good grades you know just to land myself a job later like I have all these tools I'll talk my way in you know and I went this way and then that you know third year fourth year hits and I'm like all right this is hard this is tough now we're actually gonna allocate that time and then um, just the perception of the way I was thinking you know is I fell three times so I'm beating myself up you know, is it really me? Am I worthless? You know, do, do I have these tools? I mean, I, I can sell, but is, is it going to work? Cause it didn't work out before. And then yeah. um, I had a boss who was, had that exact mindset. And what I loved about this guy was it didn't matter if the, the, the office was burning, he was just calm and collective. And it was just like, I'm like, Hey Dave, um, th- this lady's calling about X, Y, and Z just chewing, chewing us out. He's like, no worries. He gets her on the phone. Hey, I'm so sorry. You know, what could I help you with? And totally is that. It's like, oh, so you were upset because of this. And he would make it seem minor, you know, and then he would say, come back and say, oh, no worries. And oh, no biggie. Everything was no biggie. And with me, is that something I adapted? Because I learned that when you're using words like that, that are taking away, you know, the connotation, then we psychologically, once we hear it, we're like, oh, no worries. Or, you know, you're going through something, like you said, and you're just like, this is easy. I've done harder before. I've done worse before. And in our case, you know, that's what's able to build us up and be able to show us. So I appreciate you, brother, taking the time to come on the show. Um, Where can we find you if anybody's looking for you, wants to connect with you, brother? Yeah, yeah, no, I I appreciate, you know, I appreciate and and I'm honored to jump on here uh, with you and and chat about it. It's been cool watching you develop and and roll this out. Um, And and so it's a pleasure pleasure to jump on here. But um, yeah, if people are looking for me, Instagram and Facebook, Lewis Vandervoch, um, and then bluecrocus.ca. So crocus is C-R-O-C-U-S dot C-A, because we're in Canada. Um, you know, hit us up there, connect up with me on any of the social media platforms. And, uh, you know, if, if you need anything marketing or, or just want to chat business, you know, I'm, I'm an open book and would love to help you out. My man, I appreciate you. Um, you've elevated me to my next game. So that's actually something I'm going to start doing. Um, is rolling out a new program here where at least I'm going to start, you know, developing a strategy with marketing, you know, where initially I'm doing it all for free. I'm going to be able to talk with people and see from them, Hey, what is something you're lacking? And then I'm going to find those answers, you know, and get that to them 
be able to consult with them a little bit. So I really appreciate, you know, taking the time to help me out, brother, and really just being um, a great mentor as well. Great friend to where you answer those questions, you come on, and I definitely love to have you on down the road again. So we can be able to revisit and be like, hey, this is what has been working. This is what hasn't been working. How should we regroup? So thank you, bro. You got it, my man. Absolutely. Yo, it's your boy Lundis here again. Thank y'all for tuning in. A uh, couple things before I let y'all go. First, drop that five-star review. We can keep this podcast top ranked. And then from there, expand our knowledge base. You know, get some more celebrity guests on. Um, second thing, you guys are actually going to be able to connect with me now on Facebook um, the Winner's Paradigm Club. That's where we're going to be able to talk to each other personally, ask each other those questions and really get to know each other and start working on developing ourselves to be able to achieve whatever definition of success we're determining. Then we're going to be able to have 20 minute calls. I actually just enrolled that out. That's going to be on the website. You're going to go to the contact page. You're going to put your information. Um, I will send you back the link and then we can be able to schedule a time for me to be able to get a hold of you, help you out through anything you may have questions on, anything you may need. I can also direct you in the way of you know connecting you with people if that's something you needed as well. And then that last thing is we actually have the Winner's Paradigm Resource Guide Part 1. That is where you're going to be able to see all the books that I recommend, I've read, I'm planning to read. And those are ones that you're going to be able to get discounted off of Amazon if you click that affiliate link. So hit that shit. Let's be able to get to that next level.